0: mm <sighs>
1: Welcome to the family with... Tevin Pippen.
0: Alex Brand, bernard Rasmussen. Tech Smart Catherine Brandt.
1: Okay. And Andy Brand bernard Did you just call yourself Tech Smart? I
2: did. <laughs> One of the most ridiculous
1: claims <laughs> I've uh, ever Wait heard until you what, hear Catherine, what I really got good.
2: accomplished this week. Oh, wait
0: boy, till you hear.
1: Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. Lots of stuff <laughs> coming up, ladies and gentlemen. John Oliver, uh, Something uh, he had something named after him. Deserves every bit of it. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's defending New York City because everybody's declaring New York City dead. He isn't having it. Catherine's tech savvy. <laughs> and something I overheard two women say on Saturday. Oh, okay. I didn't even tell you about this because I want to save it for the show. Okay. It Was, was
2: it Dana and me when we were No. Screaming <laughs> no, on martinis.
1: We will be right back. We're loud people. To kick things <laughs> off with the family. Still got the cone of silence? Why are we whispering? Because at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan, we're having a secret sale. I have a question. If it's a secret, how do people find out about it? Yeah, I see your point. <laughs> Missed it by that much. Okay, here's the deal. At Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we have our sign and drive, not one dime out of your pocket lease special on a new Rogue all-wheel drive or an Altima all-wheel drive. So it's a Walzer sign and drive, absolutely nothing out of pocket? Leave your checkbook, credit card, Venmo, PayPal, everything. Everything at home. Zip. So what's the payment? That's the secret part. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or BurnsvilleNissan.com. Type in KQRS in the search bar, and all shall be revealed. Seems like a lot of jacking around. Well, KQ listeners have been really good to us, so we thought this was a nice way to say thanks. Besides, winter's coming and all-wheel drive will be really nice. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or Burnsville Nissan and type in KQ. I guess that's not so bad. Wow, high praise. <laughs> We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the first thing I want to talk about, I already, because I don't want to tell you why I overheard this, because it's not their fault that it was in their building, but I told everybody in the studio where I heard this on Saturday, heard it on Saturday, and uh, it was really hot, right?
0: Hot Mm -hmm. outside.
1: It's very hot, very humid, (laughs) all that good stuff. And there were a couple of women that were talking, a couple of honkies, two two honky women were talking. Very important distinction. And it's very important to say this because of what they said. One goes, <laughs> I can't even look at Tevin when I say this. Oh, Uh-oh. God. Uh-oh. One oh, he says, no. boy, do you believe how hot it is out there? It's just so hot and humid, and the sun is just burning. It's so hot. And the other one goes... <sighs> Imagine what it's like for black people. I <laughs> hate when people say. What? I,
3: people, I. White people what? honestly what? think. White that women
0: that are mental now. Is,
3: white women, seriously. What is, if it's what? 85 degrees for white people, it just feels <laughs> like 95 for black people. <laughs> like,
4: what? people well, think I have the
3: question? People think that because, like, obviously, like if you step on like black top, it's hot yeah. to your feet. Like They think that that like, applies to <laughs> black skin. Yeah, you sponge, also have better right? protection from
5: the sun, yeah. so it kind of. Right. You oh, know, like,
1: that's why black Black people have black skin exactly. because they live on the equator where it's hotter. Yeah, and like, mm-hmm. like Imagine that's why like their skin turned darker. Black people. Jesus. Mm. Every time
0: it's hot outside, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna worry about Tevin. <laughs> i yeah <laughs> you. You okay? You okay, buddy?
3: Tevin. Well, my
0: man, <laughs> you must be boiling.
3: No, I, yeah, I recruit, <laughs> you know, for any white people that think that that's a thing If like, you want to just Like follow it. me around And fan me During the yeah. During the hot so, the days That could be a thing So you've heard this maybe. before Oh yeah Like you growing have? up like, Oh my I had, God, I had, sure. I had friends okay. that like I have like friends That asked like is it like hotter for you? I was like, well, I don't know what it's how hot you yeah, yeah, feel right now, but you'll okay. never would okay. Why know. would
0: it be
2: hotter?
3: <laughs> I feel
0: know. like it's equally. <laughs> you would think that you, were, you would actually uh, think if you're, you know, like that some sort of uh, chromosomal thing because you're black and you uh, grew, uh, and your and your gene pool came. And from, he's like, echoes,
2: mm-hmm. you know, the equator. <laughs> She's texting. Like,
0: you know, I'm just saying. <sighs> I'm just saying. If, if, they, if people think that you you feel things differently, like, clock.
3: Well I uh, think well, I would like,
0: think that you would think it was darker be cooler. things
3: get Yeah exactly. Because <laughs> well, if you wear like dark like, if you wear a dark sh- colored shirt oh, you're what like, like Yeah no, so, so they like thinking. Thinking that to also oh, skin like a black oh. shirt is hotter yeah, you know? yeah. That, so like they a know black shirt on skin, skin. skin though Right,
1: right. That. Smart. Oh,
3: so you're okay. a, you're absorbing
2: thing, heat.
0: I'm not yeah. native
3: um, American, who, who knows? Maybe it's a thing, but I don't think it's like a noticeable difference. Where like if we <laughs> put us under like heat. you're
2: not dark enough to really know. No, Let's yeah. Be
3: Call Call J-B. A, kind of I'm not, guys, I'm not <laughs> J-B. 1159
1: black. Okay. <laughs> there's there's I levels. Just to don't this. get this. You, the greatest part of it was when you were like this. Oh. Mm-hmm. imagine what it's like for black people she was all weepy about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went I can't believe the wokeness factor <laughs> is <laughs> right. you uh, can also imagine a, a much,
3: like many other things that are r- wrong or like not ideal about being
1: black you know, okay, so- one thing it did, it made me think of something very quickly honey, and I'll get out of your way that you do realize the longer your people are in America they're going to turn white
3: no. Because, no. Because, like, almost... because the weather
1: won't affect them as much as in Africa. So eventually... Well, maybe no.
0: in a million years. Worse. Yeah,
1: really. Well, it might be a couple of million. Once this like, guys, this winter, we're going to lose a lot of brothers <laughs> Yeah, they just don't want to be <laughs> here. Tevin
0: right shows much. up in two weeks.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, what happened.
0: <laughs> to me, that comment is racist. What? What she said, that woman.
3: I agree. Oh I don't yeah. think it's racist. I think It's, not, just uh, it's dumb. like it not, is. It's ignorant. It's racist. It's just dumb. It's ignorant. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. it's
0: ignorant.
1: It's like—and
0: and this whole—and this whole feeling sorry for you yeah. thing—that's that, to me oh, that's racist. Yeah. I would be that if
1: I were black. Yeah. Don't be feeling sorry for right. me. No, what I'm the pretty wrong sure you? you
0: can like you know. Feel the weather yourself. Sure <laughs> you right. don't need anybody yeah, worrying about it for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> just a thought.
0: see,
1: I'd never heard that, but I didn't know that people say that all the time. Huh? Yeah, never... I've
3: heard it not like all the time, but it's definitely like a, oh, this is the first God. time I've heard somebody say that. Ignorant fool! <laughs> oh, God. God, that's
1: incredibly <laughs> yeah. stupid. It
0: just makes me—I mm. Dis- would like literally you're... have my jaw yeah. just dropped.
1: On Discriminate against <laughs> by the Why?
2: Sun. Why would? Why? What?
3: <laughs> why? Like, it would be like if I'm walking around in the winter. Like, oh, I feel really bad for white people in the winter. It must be so cold. must be so cold. Be so cold. cold I feel
1: great. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfect right now. Well, <laughs> the fact that, that you go outside
0: and it's like, you know, whatever it is oh. outside, your, your first thing you do is, oh, I need to feel sorry for someone mm-hmm.
1: else.
2: <laughs> That's what God. your day is like. It's <laughs> just odd.
1: They're getting worse by the day, Sorry, too. Sorry, I think. They she probably weird. read
2: White Fragility. Yeah, no. for real. Oh, <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, that Required
0: idiot. reading into... now from, like, grade six on up. Apparently. I read
2: it. Yeah. You read it. It was a part of my book club, and oh, I was like, yeah, God. I'll read Wait, it. what is this? Why not? It's a book called White Fragility. About and it's... how, a- how assholey and white people are towards yes. blacks.
3: And they it's cannot a... bow time. <laughs> and they cannot bow time. <laughs> oh, is the author available to come on the oh, show? Oh yes. yes, for
2: twenty thousand dollars, she'll fine. come over she your house and tell you. Of course. I didn't know anything about it. It was part of my book club, and I was like, "Sure, I'll read it. Why not? Whatever." This so, oh,
4: here we <laughs> go. It's
2: a white lady. Of course, it oh, is. no. It's man, a white lady. No. I started reading it, Profiting and
4: it was like, I was like, I was like, why is a white
2: woman writing about race degree. issues and <laughs> how? I was just like, this, I didn't know that she was white, and then halfway through the book, or, like, partway through the book, she says, like, as a white woman. I'm like, what? Why are we reading this? What? Because there's books by black people that's, like, why I'm not talking to white people about race Mm -hmm. anymore is, like, the. Yeah. mm Mm-hmm better version of white fragility but the atlantic wrote an article about white fragility that Mm -hmm. i was like it was so good because everything that the guy said it was a black guy too that wrote it and it was so true he was just like because i remember in the book she talks about how you can't say bad neighborhood because a bad neighborhood implies that there's black people in the neighborhood and therefore you're being well, that's racist. that's just
1: a given. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so the guy <laughs> mm. the guy that wrote <laughs> well,
3: <laughs>
1: actually that's actually a very, a very My <laughs> neighborhood
3: yeah. not great. He's like, right don't
2: don't go, don't go there. Don't go there. But, but the guy that wrote is. the Atlantic article was like, you can't say bad neighborhood because it implies that there are black people there
3: and then, then you're Fire, being there's like crime and then you're there. being
2: racist. Yeah. yeah and black what? people commit crimes and that's
1: blah, blah, And he's like, I so think you that can't even he's like is. you
2: can't even mention the word neighborhood.
1: <laughs> Why not? Cuz it might
2: be racist. he uh, was joking.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah. he was yeah, just is, like, like you can't kind even of mention who sees oh. like
5: a picture of a monkey and says why is that so racist you can't show that <laughs> i
2: like I, so well, many things that she said and me, it was actually. just like you can't there's no right answer though yeah, oh, like yeah, the exactly. stuff that she was saying i'm like you can't even talk about certain things
0: at all that's no, what's wrong with having all of these uh equity degrees and diversity oh, God, degrees yeah. because they have to look for problems yep. yes. if that's the their problems job don't exist, is to
5: look for
0: problems yep. and it's easy to criticize and find fault well it's like the pro- wherever you the, go you can find
5: it's it. like the age-old problem of when you take a project to management put something in that's really obvious that needs to be removed so they can say this needs to go and then they feel like they did their job right because right. if the project is perfect they don't need to do anything correct but they're going to do something because otherwise they Definitely. don't have a job so they're going to say they're just going to pick something at random <coughs> remove it and ruin the project but so these HR people with diversity degrees—it's the same thing. They look for the problem because yes. every everyone looks for what will justify their
1: paycheck.
0: Absolutely, job security.
1: It's absolutely mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So, I heard you guys can run really fast. Is that <laughs> true? <laughs> yeah,
3: you know, that's <laughs> extra Achilles tendon, I believe. Is what that's it a, is. Like extra <laughs> bone in jump, your yeah, foot. That's about that. No, and like, uh, have you seen the Oprah like documentary, Race Relation? No. Promo thing. No. So it's Oprah. And I never didn't watch the document. I don't know if it dropped. Why are you smiling at me
1: when you talk because, about it?
3: <laughs> so it's it's Oprah and like three white people and they're like trying to talk oh, about what's no. wrong with the world. Oh, and then God. from like the promo, it looks like there's just this one token black guy that like is there to like oh, confirm oh. what the, like what's being said. And they're like it cuts to, like a clip of like this lady being like or Oprah asked somebody like, "Did you know that like you were living with white privilege?" And the l- white lady's like, "I had no idea. Oh my God. Oh, I God. was so God. privileged." I was like, "Oh my! I can't oh, watch this." I'm like, "What's wrong oh, with us?" Like, "Oprah, God. come on! <laughs> what are you? What are you
5: doing? You're privileged." Yeah. The multi-billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah
1: right. exactly.
5: But well, it's, they don't want you to point out class privilege, though. You never point out class privilege. No, you're right,
1: and which is where all the privilege is, by the way. Yes, <laughs> it is. Because white privilege, my ass. Not growing up on. Plymouth and Bryant. that can guarantee you and this that this is all
5: coming from CEOs, Hollywood celebrities, exactly. you know, professional sports players, people with tons and tons of money. Oh yeah, mean, yeah. Even, like, they don't want you looking at
3: them. No, because no, that's like celebrities. Like I remember it was like Lil Wayne back in the day, or right? any athlete. They'll say like, "Oh, do you deal with racism?" And the most of them are like, not really. Like on a like grander, grander idea, and he's like, "Lil Wayne's like, yeah, I have so much money that." I don't have to deal
1: with it. It doesn't affect me. It can you from all the little yeah. problems so out like, there,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. Which was
1: the one that Dave Chappelle used to do the imitation of? Was it Little John or Lil Wayne? Little oh, John. John. Oh, God, was yep. that funny? Hell! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just love. it. Well, yeah, Little John said, yeah, all <laughs> <laughs> the... Yeah! And made
1: Constantly. millions and of okay. dollars.
2: Okay! Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 okay. The
1: That's literally all he what did. was the basketball player
0: cup. that just called yeah, the uh, a white guy a bitch-ass yeah. white something? And he just apologized for it? I don't know. It
1: was Tevin Pittman. Did you? It was all
0: over social media this morning, the the last couple of days. And I'm like, that's, I mean, trash talk is like a real thing on the basketball court, right? If
3: KG would have been playing in the bubble where we could hear what he was saying, like, he would say some heinous stuff. Like, he, yeah. Like, yeah. not repeatable for airways like I think the only <laughs> thing that, like there was there was a guy that used to be in the league he had some hair disease where he was like completely bald oh, okay. alopecia and, yep. there alopecia, we go that's yep. the one yep. and KG was caught on mic and he had to apologize but he said he looked like a cancer patient and like that oh, was his insult to him that's and it bad. Was, they were that's like yeah good... we can't have right. you saying no. that well yeah
0: and now that everybody's got a you know a camera or video yeah. recorder in their pocket on video. Yeah. a video They're recorder everything
3: i was carrying
2: my video recorder
3: on Quarter, a, a yak back. up right now. <laughs> Honest to God. They're behind her with like a boom <laughs> mic. You, know?
5: yeah. you got a boom mic. You're ready
1: to go. Okay. <laughs> Action. Well, you Shut got out the audio quality. I'm uh, going to yeah. take a break in a second here, so i got to tell you something that Catherine and I saw in on Product Sun last night, which I'm still laughing Great about. Great show. Phenomenal. I love that show. Because of Wendy. Wendy told us about it, didn't Yeah. She? But yeah, that's a great. Have you seen the one where where his he's gone on vacation, so his mother buys him an all white suit. (laughs) What that guy said, that woman says to him, yeah. So he puts on the white suit, and it's a everything about the suit is white, right? Boy, always a look. And he walks out, and this woman goes, "Hey, Colonel, love your chicken." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what a great line! That's a damn good show, though.
3: Oh yeah, no, oh. I was hooked from the first episode.
1: When he is holding down that was a claymore mine or what the hell ever it yeah. is, and all of a sudden he has to dive out the window. He lands right on, right on uh, his buddy's car, just mm. crushes
0: his it. vintage car.
1: His vintage car, yeah. Well, he's phenomenal anyway. That everybody in that show is really, really good.
0: Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond
1: Phillips no. is always good, no matter what he's in. Like he's always, in. always good. We will take a break, be right back. Uh, I got to read you something. Justin Towns Earl died at 38 years old, way, way, way too young. This is a man who survived five heroin overdoses before he was 21. What the hell? He's now dead, but what somebody po- posted, I just don't understand. And it's not that bad. It's just there's no reason to act like this. And we'll talk about Jerry Seinfeld. We have a special guest coming up, too, mm-hmm. in just a few minutes with the family. Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Tevin's in studio. Mm-hmm. And our special guest, Tim Dennis. How are you, Tim?
4: Doing good, Tom. How
1: are you? Doing extremely well. New series, Paranormal Night Shift, on the Travel Channel, Fridays at 9 p.m. Central Time. Night is something we lock the door against. Those who work the graveyard shift must venture into the darkness. Yeah, like me, 4.30 every morning. Way to go, Catherine, while you're still asleep. In each episode of Paranormal Night Shift, we will tell three horrifying stories. See, I think, Tim, that is a great idea. I saw that uh to tell these horrifying stories first of all since the time i was probably four i've loved horror stories horrifying stories oh, yeah. horror stories whatever love it so tell me all about it. i want to hear all about it tim
4: it's an excellent uh excellent premise like you said tom and, and an excellent premise for the audience that's looking for terrifying tales of the paranormal and the first episode debuted this uh, this last Friday, and I'll tell you absolutely bone-chilling stories. One of the worst scenarios, as you mentioned, Tom, is uh, being at work late at night. And I'm sure, as you know, Tom, you've worked uh, early in your career, late-night radio. Yep. Oh, and yeah. I am I myself had a late-night radio job as well. Um, and one of the worst scenarios you can imagine being locked in your workplace late at night. And hearing something unexplained, Mm -hmm. whether it be a, a, a noise, whether it be something moving on its own, or whether it be seeing something out of the corner of your eye, or right in front of you, a person that shouldn't be there appearing right in front of you. And a lot of these stories are being fleshed out right in front of you, uh, Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time on the Travel Channel. And these stories are absolutely horrifying, Tom.
1: Now, these stories are, what, average about 10, 10 15 minutes apiece?
4: Yeah, the, the show is uh, oh. about, uh, it's 42 minutes runtime. So, yeah, it's about uh, 10, 10, 11 minutes apiece of, of each story.
1: Yeah. I think it's great. I See, I'm, I've always been one of those, tell me three short stories rather than one long story. I love the, the format.
4: It's, it's a quick hit, and I'll tell you, even in that quick hit, I, you get the, the quick stories, and it gets right to it. It's not like there's a lot of, you know, um, a lot of drawn-out uh, r- repeating of, of facts, you know, short facts. It gets right to it. It tells you the story, and the scares in this, in this Tom, I tell you. You know, I, I don't scare easily. I can sit through a lot of horror movies and and just kind of hold home, and right. I, I I don't get shook very easily. I actually got scared at a few of these these stories on uh, on Friday, and and I've I've had the privilege of seeing a few of these ahead of time, and I got freaked out. I'll tell you.
1: So what's scarier, paranormal stories or having to work with darkness, Dave? Which is scarier?
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, working with Dave, I've worked with uh, him for over thirty years, and I I still uh, mess my growers every once in a while. Yeah, that's uh, working
1: with Dave. That. No, yeah. that's great. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen darkness in a while. It's uh, I got to get up. Well, yeah, since COVID, I haven't seen anybody. That's true. No. So I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. But uh,
4: actually, I'll tell you, Dave's had some some scares himself. He's been out on the road during this COVID thing. So, right. Yeah, I, I feel for him. Yeah.
1: No doubt about it, so oh you graduated from brown in ninety three that's pretty cool yes i did yeah. that was a that was a couple years after I did Tim but yeah you know <laughs> somewhere in there i how did you get involved or get interested in the paranormal in the first place
4: you know i I had a few experiences i my experiences involved some dream visitation and uh and then i i had the... Uh, an interest through watching in search of as well, uh, with Leonard Nimoy. Uh, but oh, I, my main, love uh, yeah, yeah. My main, my main dream visitation had to do with my, my great grandfather, actually, who I was close to, uh, my, my grandmother's father. Um, he, uh, unfortunately he had lost his lower jaw from cancer. Ooh, and, uh, one. yeah, a, a, a real rough, <laughs> a real rough deal. And, uh, it used to scare my sister. He would he would uh he would put a, a tissue in his mouth because he drooled a lot oh, I and mean, he, sure. he had a hard time talking, you know. It was kinda of talk grunts and growls, but I would play cribbage with him every once in a while. They taught me cribbage and um and I would sit with him and talk with him and um and uh he was he was passing away at the end of his life and I had a I had, uh, fallen asleep and I had uh, um a dream where uh my grandmother was sitting on one side of him, and my my great aunt was sitting on the other side of him, and i i was kind of floating on the ceiling and i was watching the two of them telling him it was okay for him to go and they were crying and talking with him, and and i saw him pass away well i woke up and i ran to my my mom and dad's room and and i told them grandpa trombley's Gone. He's dead. And, and my dad said, no, 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 honey. He's he's not gone. He's not dead. He's you know he's sick, but he's not dead. Well, this was in the days in, in where you didn't have a phone in your room. But my mm-hmm. my dad had a good job at the time, and they had a phone in their room. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the phone rang, and it was my my grandmother that called my dad to say that that uh, Grandpa probably had passed away. And and uh, my dad, I. I started to cry a little bit thinking I had killed my grandfather.
1: Right, right,
4: absolutely. And, uh, so my dad told me to, you know, go in the other room and watch TV and pour myself a bowl of cereal. And my mom was all happy because she thought I had ESP. And here I thought I killed my grandfather. So oh. uh, Way to go,
1: Tim. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah,
4: exactly. So uh, at at, uh, at that point, I, I just, I didn't want anything to do with anything. But as I started to watch in search of, I realized there's this whole other world out there that fascinated yet terrified me. Mm-hmm. So I—that's kind of where the fascination started. And I did have other dream visitations from other relatives: my uncle David, my my grandpa Lasker. And so I've I've kind of had this weird fascination in there uh, as well. So.
1: Now, Tim, this is not a paranormal deal, but it happened to me when I was. I guess the first time it happened when I was 13, I had an uncle that was that was murdered. Uh, and then it happened oh, no. throughout my teen years. Well, not throughout the teen years, like 13 to 16. It was really weird, but it's not, a, it's not a paranormal. I guess it is in a way, but I would have a dream. And it started with my uncle who was, who was killed. I would have a dream later on after their funeral. I don't know how long, a week or a month or a year, whatever it was. I don't remember. Now, it couldn't have been a year because it was so fresh in my mind, so it was like a week, something like that. For about three, four years there, every time a friend or a family member died, I would have a dream where I was standing in front of this gigantic black wall, and I was on my way to see them, but I couldn't get past the big black wall. And it basically is just a 13-year-old boy, 12, 13-year-old boy, I suppose, making up the, this death wall of some kind, you know. I couldn't go see him because he was on the other side of the wall. Yep. Uh, that, I remember that very vividly. I could, matter of fact, see it in my head right now, standing there. It was way, it, it was too tall to climb over by five miles or something.
0: Your brain creating
4: closure.
1: Yeah, I think brain. it was. Yeah, so do you think that's what that was, Tim? For, it, does paranormal have, it, it has a lot to do with closure anyway, doesn't it, Tim?
4: Well, yeah, Paranormal does have everything to do with closure, but let me right. ask you this. So you believe that behind this black wall, they were standing on the other side of the wall? Yes.
1: Hall? I was going to go visit, his name was Augie, my Uncle Augie. I was going to go visit him, okay. and he was standing on the other side of this impenetrable wall. It was too high and too wide to get around. I couldn't get around it. So, yeah, I, so, it would, that was the deal, yeah.
4: So you don't believe this to be paranormal, but I'll throw two theories at you. okay. Oh, okay. One, right. you could... Say like, like everybody in the room believes that maybe this is your brain's way of working this out,
1: yeah. And saying
4: that that uh, this is your your way of creating closure that they're gone and you need to move on. But I would throw this at you too. Now, in our field, we believe that your body or your, your spirit can travel outside your body at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue too that you know we all believe that that you do have a way of traveling and you have a silver cord that, that attaches to your spirit that you can travel outside your body at night. Who's to say that you don't have your own safeguards that keep you from traveling over to visit your, your relatives at night? What if you're not traveling outside your body and trying to visit your relatives on the other side and that's the veil on the other side? You're stopping yourself from trying to visit them. That black be. wall yeah. is that final veil, and you hit that final veil as you're trying to visit them. You're putting your own tape out there as you're trying to travel outside your body at night. You
1: know what's weird about that is he died when I was 13 years old, and I still miss him. He was, uh, I mean, he had a little problem with the booze, but you know, other than that, he's <laughs> a very tall, handsome guy, funny as hell, just the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet, but I he, I don't know how he did this, but he had a car and he had a driver, but he never worked. How'd that happen, there, Tim?
4: <laughs> uh, you know, I I would throw that in the same category as how do all these mega preachers get all that money, Tom? I mean, <laughs> exactly. I
5: think, well, I don't think that's you know, a mystery. I, I, no,
1: that is Jesus not a mystery. Was
4: poor, but but Joel Osteen has a lot of money. I mean, you know, it's yeah. Just, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Tim, do you have a f- few more minutes? I got to take a very quick break, but if you can yeah, hang I'm, in, we'd I love always. to keep you on. Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back in two minutes more with Tim. Tim Dennis, ladies and gentlemen, expert commentator. It says expert commentator here, Tim, so don't drop the ball on me, okay? (laughs) I won't. (laughs) Uh, Paranormal paranormal Night Shift on the Travel Channel, Fridays at 9 p.m. Central Time. Right back with Tim right after this. Oh, he's got the, the time through. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Of course Andy's here, Catherine's here, Alex is here, Kevin Pittman here, our special guest, Tim Dennis, the uh, TV show Paranormal Night Shift on Travel Channel. It's on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Time. So one other thing i got to mention to you, Tim, and maybe this will all tie together. Sure. Because I've talked about this on the podcast before, is when I was four years old, uh, my great-grandmother was uh, exactly 100 years older than me. So when I was 4 years old, she died at 104 years old, right? Wow. Okay. No, I should, should mention something to you. She was born 9 years before Abraham Lincoln was elected president. Jeez. Yeah, oh, wow. 18, 1851 she was born, Yeah. She huh. was born in 1851, so she was she was nine years old when Lincoln became president. Oh <laughs> but I loved her. She was a sweet, she was a little tiny woman, not very big at all. And I was only four, but she I just loved her, and she loved me, and I'd see her. And I'd get all excited to see her, you know, much like my grandkids are so happy to see me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. So she, she died at 104 years old, and I was told that she had died. And I do remember that, oh, you know, I can't remember if it was before or after that I was told she died because I was in bed, four-year-old kid, and I'm sleeping, and I thought I woke up. seemed like I woke up, and she was standing at the end of my bed. She was just standing there mm-hmm. looking at me. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of went away. And then I found out, I either I it was that day I found out or I found out the next day that she had died. And I can't remember which one it was, but it really doesn't matter because she appeared to me. What is that? Why would why would I see her if I created her in my brain? Why? Now, I could see if she wanted to come and see me after she dies, like, hey, Tom, I'm just coming to tell you I'm still going to be around. But why would I want to see my dead great-grandmother?
4: I don't think it was that. Uh, I think you had it. There, right before you said you wanted to see her, I think she did want to see you one last time. Yeah. Uh, before she crossed over. Yeah, there's there's a guest we've had on Darkness Radio before. Uh, her name's Marianne Winkowski. She's based out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the show now. Uh, uh, it's slipping my mind. Uh, but there's a TV show based on her. Uh, uh, the Ghost Whisperer, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Um, yep, okay. was based on her. Um and uh, she sees mainly earthbound spirits. And she's told us in the past uh, that when you die, you most people want to see their funeral. They want to see who wants to show up at their funeral before they go to the light, so to speak, uh, and then cross over permanently. Uh, they want to see, you know, with women, they want to see, you know, who's, who's attended, who's all dressed up, who, you know. Who's there? You know, with the guys they they want to see. Who's there as well? Um, and, and all that all that stuff. But, but a lot of people basically want to check in on their loved ones and and they want to kind of have their one last goodbye before they go. Um, it, it's not unusual for for people to have that experience, especially with. Someone they're incredibly close to. My grandmother had that experience with her sister when she passed prematurely. Uh, she wiggled her toe at the end of the bed um, before she, you know, before she passed on. It was just a day or two after after she passed. Uh, I think your grandmother actually that was her way of just saying, "Tom, I'll always be here with you." Um, and, yeah, I, I don't that. think it was and, your brain projecting that your grandmother was there. I think it was her way of saying, you know, I'll
1: always be with you. And you know what? We we're just talking about that. Whether it's her, you know, Susan Bernard was her name, or my mm-hmm. uncle Augie, or my mother, or what? I still do think about them all the time, and in a way, I guess I could say they are still with me because it sure does feel like it. Well,
4: and I believe she is. You know, I, I. I do truly believe that those people that pass over do occasionally get to see a glimpse of you before you eventually join them. I, I don't ever believe that those people are truly ever out of your life. I I, it, I guess in my belief system, I, I don't believe that those spirits ever do truly leave you.
1: You know, wouldn't it be great... And I'm very serious about this, you know, because people get criticized for being religious. I'm not a very religious guy. I don't know if there is a God or there's not a God, but I'm not going to argue the point either way. Yeah, I, I, I hope, I'm sure, there's got to be something a hell of a lot bigger than I am. There's no doubt about that. But I, I just think mm-hmm. it's just a real. I think pe- if people did believe, like if your great grandmother, your grandmother, your mom, your dad, whomever was watching over you, people would behave a lot better than they do now. Right. Exactly. I think it'd yeah. make for a better world if that were true.
4: I think it would. I th- you know, I think if people had the definitive proof, and again, right. let's let's, right. Take, let's take religious uh, tones out of everything. Uh, if people had definitive proof that there was an afterlife after this world, it would it would cause people to have a responsibility in yep. this life. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I I believe you're one hundred percent
0: right. Does it work that way in Asia, where people honor their relatives,
4: their oh, dead absolutely. relatives? Absolutely, yeah, you're right, Catherine. It, it's it, it is that way. There's there's mm-hmm. more of a responsibility in this life go. because you believe there's consequences in the next.
1: Yeah. yeah, it is true. So Tevin, you believe in ghosts or the paranormal? Yeah, you do. Yeah, hundred
3: percent. I think I'm pretty sure the house that I lived in in college was haunted. I was, like, there in the summer, home alone, and I heard this, like, it sounded like somebody dropped a bowling ball on the ground upstairs. <laughs> and I, like, searched the house. I thought, like, one of my roommates was home, and there was nothing, like, nothing was on the ground. There was no, really? nobody around. Yeah, so I was, that was one freaky moment. But then, yeah, I definitely think there's a
1: ghost. You do? Yeah. So you behave better because of it? No, but if something doesn't <laughs> if something doesn't sound right, I'm definitely the first one out. Like yeah, we're exactly. not going to
3: stick around and figure out what's going on. Alex, what do you think?
2: You know I love ghost stuff.
1: I know you love ghost stuff, but do you actually believe that the paranormal and and ghosts exist?
2: Yeah.
1: I thought so, Catherine. Yeah. Okay, well, Catherine's waffling, so I think you might boy. have somebody I'm on here the fence. She's on the fence. On the fence. And then finally, Andy, do you believe in paranormal and ghosts, things like that? I don't know. I think
5: it's possible, but if it does exist, then I am numb to
1: it. No, well, I understand. Well, so far, anyway, Tim. I think the thing right now is, and I'm very serious about this. Whether it's belief in the paranormal or ghosts or God or whatever it is, people have to have something bigger themselves to believe in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they will not behave, and they will act like psychopaths. And oh, I think, yeah, not yeah.
4: only. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. I don't mean to interrupt. Not oh. only that, but but the anxiety I think some people would get internally if if there was no belief system, mm-hmm. I think would drive some people insane. pain yep. Um, you know, to think that, and I don't personally, and I don't know about you, Tom, but I I don't know how some atheists deal with the end. I, I I've right. thought about this over and over again. If, if you're looking at the end and thinking there's nothing at the end, isn't it? Wouldn't the anxiety drive you insane? Yeah, I it think
5: oblivion be. is the one thing I'm
1: truly afraid of. Yes, to just yeah. be gone. Yeah. Oh. God, that'd be so yeah. weird. You get one shot, and this is how I handled mm-hmm. it. God, what a failure I've turned <laughs> out to be. You know. Right, right.
4: but, but so yeah. I think you almost have to put something there at the end uh, in order to. To have some sort
1: of acceptance at the end wouldn't you but i mean as a as a good thing some people might be afraid of it and create these you know poltergeist and all the rest of it for me if there is the the paranormal afterlife and all the rest of it it's for a good reason it's to remind us that we're not alone to remind us that you know that that human beings will human beings will live on probably forever i would get, well, i suppose eventually will be wiped out by something, but live for a very, very long time. But I just think it's good for people to think that there's something something, or someone out there to answer to. I think it's really good for people.
4: It is. And, you know, there's. Uh, I guess what's kind of comforting is, you know, through quantum physics and science, they're starting to come up with uh, some evidence of an afterlife. They're starting to form some theories. Again, these are theories. There's no proof, but theories that there may be an afterlife there through quantum physics. So, right. I mean, it, it, it's it's uh, encouraging. We'll put it that way.
1: It is a wonderful thing. Tim Dennis, ladies and gentlemen, the show is called Paranormal Night Shift. It's on the Travel Channel Friday nights at 9 p.m. Great having you on, Tim. Another Minnesota guy doing well. Love to see it.
4: It was great being here, Tom. Thank you very much.
1: We'll come back soon. Thank you, Tim.
4: Thank you. Bye.
1: Tim Dennis, like, so you guys see what I'm saying? It's not necessarily a religious thing. It's more of like a, well, you know, there's something... And I don't. I don't hold it against people who are religious either. There's Nothing wrong with being religious. If you go nuts and try to control other people's lives by telling them they're going to burn in hell because they don't believe right. what you believe, I got a problem with that.
0: That's well, better than believing in politics being religious. <laughs> well, that's a lot <laughs> sure, better than a that. lot of people do right now. Oh
1: God, they do think it's a religion now, don't yes, they? Yes, absolutely. I'm right and you're wrong and blah 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 blah. Why don't you, well, shut I mean, your cake no, home? I mean,
0: your energy has to go someplace. Right. That's been that's proven. exactly
1: right. Energy does not get destroyed when you die
0: no
1: so where does it go anybody anyone anyone
3: All I know is it's harder for black energy. <laughs> it's, it's harder anywhere, for black yeah, energy than, than it is than for white,
1: for white energy. energy so. <laughs> well, you're just right. I, well, I was worried about listeners. your energy way more yeah. than I was worried mm-hmm. about
0: my energy. I thought it was going to be harder for you.
1: to <laughs> become a lot better at picking friends <laughs> <laughs> than I am right now. I just don't do a very good job of it. I don't know what to tell you, but... Uh, there is a, a very quick story that I want to get to. Justin Towns Earl died at 38 years old. Steve Earl Carr, you guys probably, you guys know who Steve Earl is, don't you? Great musician. Uh, Justin Towns Earl is his kid. Very, very talented guy. He also, uh, again, he survived five heroin overdoses by the time he was 21 years oh old. God. But he had been sober in recent years. They do not say what he died of, so I'm kind of wondering. Relapse? Yeah, I'm wondering if it might have been the fourth yeah. or, the the relapse. or sixth or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could have been something. But 38, that's, yeah. 38 is Generally young to speaking, at that age, it's either an accident or drugs or yeah. murder. Well, if they murdered him, they'd probably mention that in there. Probably. Right. I would imagine that's probably true that they would uh, mention. Here's a perfect example of why I want to believe there is either God or paranormal or some kind of an afterlife or something watching over us. Uh, This comment. So Justin Towns Earl dies at 38.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Been struggling with drugs his whole life, but he dies. John Q. Username Mm -hmm. posts, I would have felt a lot worse about this if I had ever heard of him before. Rest in peace, whoever you are.
2: Why
0: even make an why? comment? Right.
1: Why do if you, you want to do that? have never heard of him, just keep it pushing.
0: Why do you just have to do Just scroll on. Yep. Just scroll
1: on. God, what, I, are people going to be this mean forever now, do you think? Yeah. I think they've always been this mean. I think
0: on social God. media, yes.
1: You just didn't mm-hmm. know about it. I do. They just have a, voice, have a voice now, Andy? Yep. Yeah, I suppose you're right about that. we got to take a break here. But, you know, if I... Knew what time we we're supposed to be back I tell you but I don't right <laughs> <laughs> or something something like that we'll be back with our two Kostaki Economopoulos will join us in about 45 minutes with the family